This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at messy.fm. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing out there? I hope everybody is well. Is well. Oh, I'm sorry. Can't talk now, guys. <laughs> I hope everybody is well. Today is Saturday on January the 18th. And today we have something special for you all. Today we, we are talking about the musical Little Shop of Horrors. And with me, I have Mr. Matt Latz. Hello, everybody. Oh, you guys know, you know, he has been on various shows of the Horror Movie Warriors podcast. And we have our newcomer, uh, Raven Alexis. Yes, guys, I, guys, I am so ready to t- talk about Little Shop of Horrors, but but how are you guys um big uh, week been? How how have your week been this week? It's been a little rough. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, I'm gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Raven, how has your week been? Yeah, as you can tell by my raspy voice, I'm getting sick, so. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, girl. Don't I? I could uh, completely understand that. Like I, like today, I, I've just been having this cough. I've been having to suck on halls uh, like this whole day, and I'm hoping that it goes away because I actually have to um, go to my fiance's birthday dinner today. My my fiance's birthday is on Monday. So, <laughs> yes, yes, I, I I can't wait to celebrate him today uh, and on Monday, of course. But but I have to be well in order to do it. So <laughs> so I'm trying to like you know uh, suck on as many halls as I can. And tonight I'll probably um, OD on Nyquil, but. <laughs> But I love NyQuil. NyQuil is the best. But uh, anyway, uh, (laughs) enough of that. Let's uh, talk about Little Shop of Horrors, shall we? Now, Little Shop of Horrors was um, uh, actually it was a remake. The original uh, Little House of Horrors was made sometime in the 60s, I think, right? 61. And uh, uh, the remake is released or was released in 1986. Right? Yeah. I don't know how much you know about the background of it, but basically the two people that wrote the Broadway show 
saw the original film and thought, hey, let's turn this into a show. And and the 80s movie is based on the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Broadway play, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is it is almost word for word the entire script. The, some of the songs are different, but they use this like one of the songs specifically it uses the same music, but mm-hmm. the whole song is different. Wow. Two of the songs from the original Broadway production. Wow. Now what song is it, uh, Matt, that that's different? Um in the movie, it's Some Fun Now. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it's called in the play, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's the same tune, but they're, they're singing different uh, lyrics. Yeah, they're singing different lyrics, and it's a whole different song about, um, basically about how famous he's getting while he's like, Right. It's it's basically the same song. It's just for some reason different lyrics. And Mean Green Mother from Outer Space is not in the original show. Oh, is it not? No, it is not. It's not a song. It was a song written for the uh, for the movie. Oh wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I was like three or four when I saw the show, so I do not remember that. Yeah. Well, I did my research. I was in the play in college, so. Mm-hmm. And they finally brought it back to Broadway or um, in play form in like yeah. 2000, uh, early 2000s, because I went to go see the play with a friend yeah. of mine. I, uh, we did the play in 2001 at, at my college. <laughs> Yes. And, uh, okay. Raven saw it. <laughs> Raven was four, but she saw it. That scared the hell out of me because he was the dentist. Fun <laughs> yeah. fact: Raven's uncle and I were both in that show in college. So when Raven was a baby, she came to see her uncle do that show. Ah. Uh, and uh, had to be escorted out of the theater because I gave her nightmares. Oh my goodness! Well, that just means that you did your job. You was uh, same as Steve Martin, because yeah. Steve Martin is <laughs> my gosh. I did not like Steve Martin after I saw this movie. <laughs> I, I liked him even more. He was brilliant. He is. He is. a lot. Of, a lot of people give him praise for um, the Jerk. You know the movie, The Jerk. But I, but I say, but I do think that he deserves some accolades for a Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, well, and speaking of Little Shop of Horrors or um, characters we may or may not love, who is your favorite character, uh, Raven? We'll go with you first, ladies first. <laughs> who is your favorite character, Raven? Yes, you know what? A lot of people had a crush on Steamore too. I, I was looking at um, the YouTube video of uh, Skid Row. 
you know, down on Skid Row. And, uh, and I, I read the comments. <laughs> yes, that woman had the best voice. The best voice, but I, uh, I I was looking at the comments, and a lot of people were saying how uh, cute uh, Nick, uh, Rick Moranis was. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, I had a, such a crush on him." Well, I had, I actually had a crush on him uh, when he played on Ghostbusters. So. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was a lovable nerd in Ghostbusters too. Yeah. <laughs> well, who is your favorite character? Um, or do we even have to ask, Matt? <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, I'm biased. Yes. Um, obviously, I'm biased. It's definitely hands down the best. Um, with a soft spot in my heart for Audrey too. <laughs> However, if I ever got the chance to do the show again, I would want to play Audrey. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I just feel like that's where my career is headed. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, definitely the dentist is, is one of my favorite parts. Uh, is, the, is the best character for me because he's so, so malicious and so vindictive and he does not give any apps about it. No, he doesn't. That's for dang sure. Okay, Matt, you you have to sing the song. <laughs> when I was bad, or when I was younger, just a bad little kid, my mama told me funny things that I did, like shooting puppies with a baby gun. I was in guppies, and when I was done, I'd find a pussy cat bashing its head. That's when my mama said, What did she say? I think someday you'll find a way to make your natural tendencies pay. You'll be a dentist. Be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, who is your least favorite character? Matt, we'll, we'll go with you for this one. Who is your least favorite character? Yeah. Yeah, yes, he is. The way he talks to... Uh, the, one of my favorite lines in uh, um, Skid Row is uh, when uh, he says... Um, uh, he gave me a, a a bed, crust of bread, and a job. Treats me like dirt, cost me a slob, which I am. Yes. <laughs> so I live downtown. Yes. You know what? You're right. He pretends to be this like caring person, and he's and he's not. He's a horrible person. And the thing I like about the dentist is he makes no apologies. He's I am who I am. I do this because I enjoy inflicting pain on people. Right. You know, and doesn't apologize about it. 
Despicable. As a matter of fact, that's my least favorite part. But yeah, he, he only adopted him in the first place after they got rich. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Uh, and that is my least favorite part uh, when he, you know, decides to blackmail him. But I got to say, I love that song. He's got your uh, number uh, now. He knows this what you've done. He got no place to hide. Yes, I love that song. Yes. <laughs> he knows your life of crime. <laughs> That's my favorite. Well, actually, no, my favorite song is actually um some fun now. Yes, some fun now. Yes, I love that song. Oh, yes, my least favorite. Or your favorite, I don't think. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I did either. My favorite um, character is, um, is um, Audrey. Audrey won. I, I love Audrey because she is very uh she's very nice and she's very meek. No, she didn't make the best judgment in men, but what woman does? Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what that, that that's true. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of true. Uh, but, but yes, um, I, you know, Ellen to me just, uh, she was just so, such a sweet woman. And, and she loved Seymour sincerely. She, she sincerely loved Seymour. She loved all of him. The bad, the bad side and the good side. Huh? What you think about her character is so tragic. Does not feel because of the relationships that she did and the men she's been with, she does not feel like she deserves a man like Seymour. And that's what killed me about their whole like love story. Yes. They love each other from afar for so long because they don't feel like they deserve the other person. Yes. Yeah, and they both felt like that. And and it's so uh crazy it was crazy to me that that she has seen that Seymour suffered from a low self-image, but she suffered from a low self-image as well. Yeah. And recognize it in herself. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which seems to happen quite a bit, even in real life. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's harder to see when you're standing on the inside of the back. Yes. You're right about that. 
And oh, my least favorite character is the dentist. Okay, let's carry on. All right. Now, what is your favorite part of the movie, uh, Matt? What is your favorite part of the movie? Oh wow! Let me see. Because uh, I mean, there's so many good parts to it. I really think the part that like really gives me like the best chills and stuff mm-hmm. is right, like right after growth for me, where he feeds the, the plant the blood for the first time and it grows. Oh like, yeah. I think I like remember watching that as a child and just being so fascinated and. And it just—I think that was the moment that that movie hooked me. To be honest, and it—you um, know—in the play, when I went to go see it, that part where you know where he, you know, that last chorus, he goes, "Grow for me," and then the plant just, you know, starts to grow. You know, that got a, an applause. I mean, everybody in the whole, yeah. everybody in the whole audience just started clapping. Oh yeah, same with our show. Like, um, there's a lot of chemistry involved in that show, mm-hmm. and um, there are four, no, five different puppets that they use for the plant. And uh, no, it's four. It's four because um, well, they have the small one that he carries around. It's not actually a puppet. It's like a a toy. He's got it's got a button on the side, so whenever he pushes it, it wilts. Mm. And and then the second one is the one that's like it's in a little bit of a bigger base and it's oh it's on a stand and there's someone underneath the stand and it's just a hand puppet um the next one is when he's doing some fun now or the other song whatever it's called um he's got his arm and in, in the puppet it's when it's a little bit bigger it's the same size it was when he went to the radio station in the movie oh. and he's got he's got his arm in it and he's got a fake arm in his jacket and then the last two are worked by people inside of the plant they're like fully standing up moving it with their upper body wow yeah, it, it's a extensive. Process. Well, it was like that on the movie too. Yeah. When I was when I was looking at the fun facts, um, I didn't write that one down. I didn't write this one down down, but um, I read that they had like over sixty puppeteers for Audrey too. Oh yeah, um, for our for our production, we had at least I know we had at least uh, like a whole little team of like six different kids. That worked those puppets. Wow, and that I can't believe that. I, oh my gosh, yeah. that's a lot of work. It really is. My gosh. Well, Raven, what was your um, favorite part of Little Shop of Horrors? I like the main green where oh, you know, like right when the house comes down, and you can. Thing they use for the movie, you can see see more. You thought, I like which the alternate ending is. I found out recently. Yes. Oh my, honey. Let me tell you. Um, last year, I think. Yeah, last year, I had my cousin had um put the movie on the Plex. I don't know if you guys know what the Plex is, but it's like a movie streaming streaming service. 
and uh, and is all, and he put it on there. So you know, I'm watching the movie and singing along with it, and then here comes this ending scene that I have never seen before, never seen it before, and everybody dies, and I'm looking at this like. Okay, no, no, no. See, this is not Little Shop of Horrors. The Little Shop of Horrors, I know, has Seymour and Audrey married with a house. <laughs> In this version, everybody dies. I'm like, I don't like this version. Yeah, and I did find that out. I did, and um, and but in the original movie, everybody died too. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they, they screened it to audiences, and, and it tested very poorly. Yeah, they, I, I, I they can wanted, see why. They wanted a happy ending, so in order to sell the movie, they changed it up. Yeah, they did reshoots. Yeah, but it's uh. It, Cool to have it because I like I like watching the happy ending. Uh, you know the the bleak ending. It's bleak, you know, but it, it teaches a lesson. It, it does actually, and I was gonna get to that, Matt. Yep, it does actually teach a lesson. That was the new the the end. the ending because it did a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I I like I like many other people. We all like a happy ending, you know. It, that's just, you know that's just how it is. And but I I do understand in some scary movies that happy endings don't happen. Most of the time, anyway. So, <laughs> I think it had more to do with how they were trying to market the movie, um, because I think they wanted to market it for a younger audience. Yeah, I, I always thought that it was a it was a scary movie, but yet it was also a family scary movie. It was like made for families. Yeah. And not be like totally terrified of, right? Happy, you know, the bad guy goes away at the end, you know, or does he? And then, you know, and it was cute, it works, right? Um, and you know, you're gonna market to you know, to a smaller or younger audience, that's the way to go. So, I don't blame them for it at all. Oh, no, no, not in the least. Although, I will say this my niece uh, uh saw it last week. And she said, well, I like the plant, but it's not really going to eat me, is it? (laughs) She's seven. So. (laughs) Yep. Oh, my God. Levi Stubbs did a really good job. Oh, yeah. Levi Stubbs. Oh, my gosh. So talented. If, If. Listeners, if you guys don't know who Levi Stubbs is, he was a part of a Motown group, um, the Four Tops, and he's he was excellent. Yes, he was. He was excellent. Well, what was your favorite? Uh, okay, 
<laughs> Matt, I'm about to ask you a stupid question, but what was your favorite song in Little Shop of Horrors? Um, <laughs> Um, my favorite song is Scared Row. <coughs> yes. Now that's Scared To me, it's the most well song. Um, it's the most uh, melodic. It's, it's dark but beautiful. Yes. Um, and it has so many change-ups in it. it. It keeps you into it the entire time. I really like it. Yes, um, it does. It's one of those I can listen to over and over again. Like anytime I watch the movie, I'll watch that scene at least twice. Yes, I I, I am there with you. Me and my fiance, we always always uh, rewind that part when it comes up. Yeah, as a matter of fact, he he plays it on YouTube um, fairly often. So yes, right. I understand that, and and and, and it was. Um, uh, how do you say, uh, the harmonies, the harmonies were awesome. It's a, it's a vocally challenging song and it's, and if it's done right, it is gorgeous. Uh, uh, Tanisha Arnold and, uh, Tisha Campbell and Michelle Green, no other, no other ladies can play those parts of Crystal Chiffon and, um, Ronette, I think that was her name. Uh huh. Uh, nobody else could play those girls, and nobody else can sing those parts like them. Uh, oh yeah. Well, you know, funny fact uh, about my life as a teenager when the when the TV show Martin came out. Uh huh. One of the main reasons I continued to watch it for as long as I did was because uh, of. Tisha Campbell and Christina Arnold, both being in Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. And both and Martin. Yes. Uh, and you just wanted to see them break out into song because you knew it was going to happen. Because <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. And it did. On some episodes, they did just sing for no reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's this one episode on Martin where the. Um, where the plumber, they thought the plumber had died and they had a semi-mini funeral for him and, and Pam and Pam goes on singing. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. But I, yes. Yeah. Now, Raven, what's your favorite song? I'm going to have to go with Skid Row, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think Skid Row is everybody's favorite song. It's literally, in my opinion, song in the, in the show. It gives great exposition and tells you exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just so beautifully done. Beautiful. And, and now mine, uh, like I said before, my favorite song is um, Some Fun Now only because of the um, the vocals. I, 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 am, I have always been a soprano singer. I've always loved soprano, and uh, and to me, Tanisha Arnold has um, and Michelle Green actually both of them have the most best soprano voices I could ever even dream of having. 
and and Tanisha Tanisha Arnold's alto is oh my gosh, superb. And, and that's why I love um, uh, some fun now so much because um, fun song. A, yeah. oh yes, it makes you want to get up and dance and you know yes. Really, the first song that gives you like the besides the opening number, it, it's the first song that gives you that like butt feeling. The, like the, the songs up until that point are kind of dark. Yes, and then after that too, you know. Oh, but shoot, look, look, I mean, Little Shop of Horrors. Um, the song isn't too bad either. I mean, oh my goodness, yeah. I love, especially when um. Um, that one part um, where they harmonize. Uh, oh, here it comes, yes, I love that. I love that. It's just, uh, I love harmonies. I love harmonizing. Even though I can't do it myself. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Because, you know, I used to be in the choir uh, at my church, I was um, in the, I was in a choir um, uh, when I was in high school, in my school. So yeah, I know that it takes a lot of work to actually be able to harmonize the way that, especially the way, way that they did. I do wonder how long it took for them to get the songs down. That I didn't read about. Oh, really? Like daily for a month and a half. Yeah, it, it, and it would seem like you would have to uh, be rehearsing even more than that if you want to know the truth. Doing it for, doing it for like three to five hours at a time. And if you're doing it correctly, you're singing those songs at home, in between classes, whatever. Like you were constantly... Right. You were living that that play, like, and that was just the way we did things in college. Like, you were in that show, you were in that show, and you were. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is a a very very uh, important commitment to make. Oh yes. To try to do that. If the college members are hearing that, please please hear that that did not come out of my mouth. Sometimes we have a problem with people wanting to not show up to rehearse. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh! Yes, it, it, I mean something like that does take a commitment, and you yeah. you have to be there, and you have to, and sometimes that means staying in character like every day, all day. <laughs> yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, it's uh, he, he does a good job because of it, but it's kind. Of uh, and acting with the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> we we do make Johnny play a lot of little old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean that's the job, though, you know. And I'm sure that they, you know, the actors that uh, that acted in Little Shop of Horrors, both the off Broadway play and on this movie. You know, I'm sure they had to. They had to bring their A game. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. You know, you have to remember in the 80s, there weren't as many audio tools to fix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As well. So you had to have good singers. Yep. And that's why most of the people in that movie were um, either in the Broadway show or they had been on Broadway before. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they know the work and the dedication it takes to do a show like that. Now, I do think, I think um, this was, um, this might have been Tanisha and Tisha Campbell's first acting job. I'm not too sure about Michelle Green. I'm not sure. I know um, Tisha Campbell was in a lot of, like, TV stuff. was in a few TV things beforehand, I think. But I'm not sure. Well, I know afterwards because uh, do you remember a show called Rags to Riches? I was just going to say that. Uh, yes, Rags to Riches uh, with Heidi Kiefer. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Where it was like a bunch of orphan girls that went to, it was sort of like Little Orphan Annie. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, and that, now that came out, I believe, not was too long after. after. I don't think it was before Little Shop of Horrors. I think it was after. I'll have to look it up. I couldn't remember if I had seen her in Little Shop first or that first. Mm-hmm. That, that show didn't last very long, did it? No, it didn't. Well, it was a movie at first, what and the, then they made the, the series. Movie? Yep, they made the movie first, and then they made okay. the series. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember the movie being really good, but I guess the series didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, well, you know what? They canceled it after, I, I want to say it was two seasons of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, it, I think they made two seasons, but after that, it was canceled. I, I, I remembered that all the time, but it was one of those things that you remember from your childhood that you're like, did I imagine that? Was that yes. Thing? Yeah, that happens to me all the time. But, yep, nope. Nope. Rags to, Rags to Riches was a show. <laughs> and it had um, a, a completely talented cast. Um, I only I only remember Tisha Campbell and Heidi Ziegler, and I only remember Heidi Ziegler because she was on the show just the ten of us. Yes, I love just the ten of us. Yep. Who, which also that show has three actresses that have been in Nightmare on Elm Street. Movies. Yep. Uh, and I was just gonna say that Matt, we remind we're reading each other's minds here. Yeah. <laughs> Now for the um for the big question I always ask and and you don't really have to dig deep for this one but um uh, how does little shop of horrors pertain to the bible and I mean it says it right in there Oh I'm sorry I Oh oh no 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 you're fine you're fine I was just going to say uh my opinion is you know the, the well like you were just saying uh you know it it is in the title you know, pretty much little shop of horrors, you know. Uh, and but for me, the plant was very deceitful. Yes. And the Bible warns us about deceitful people, right? 
and deceitful things, actually, because, you know, uh, you know, in the beginning, you know, when who offered uh, Eve the apple to bite into? It was a serpent. I think they sing a bit of it in the movie, but in the play, there's a song called The Meek Shall Inherit. Oh, yes, yes. There is, they did do it. They did it a little bit.
a little while ago. What? One on one off Etsy a little while ago. Yeah, because my niece was like, Oh, I want one. As I, I said, Okay, girl, I'll get one for you. She was like, No, I don't. She says, So fast. No, no, don't get one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Say, I was just joking, Auntie. <laughs> oh, my gosh, kids. You got to love them. It is. It's so well done, and it's a good part. It's a good memory for me too. So, all in all, it's like for me that movie. It's it's going to be in my top ten of all time. Yes. Yes. Now, Matt. Now, what was your favorite? Um, what was your favorite song to sing? And Little Shop of Forest. Because I, I know you love Skid Row, and I know, you know, you actually played Orin, um, but is there a, a favorite song to sing, like, like if you're, like, in the shower and you just want to sing something, what song from the Little Shop of Forest will probably come out of your mouth? Probably, um, probably either the opening Little Shop of Horrors or, like, Supper Time. Um, uh, yeah. Because uh, fun, fun, another little fun, interesting tidbit about me. Um, I also played Snoopy in Your Good Man Charlie Brown, like the next year. Oh, wow. and, and there's a song called Supper Time in that. So I am, I have been known to mash up the two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been known to. But I, I do love, I do a little trick. Uh, I think this is where you were going with this. I, I do a little trick at parties uh, where I uh, I imitate Audrey and sing suddenly Seymour. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, so I'll go ahead and do that for you because we don't want to. We have to give the audience what they want. Yes, so. sir. <laughs> Let me get there. She's a little hard to, to get there this early in the day. <clears throat> okay. Nobody ever treated me kindly. Daddy left early. Mama was poor. I need a man, and I follow him blindly. He kept his finger. Me, I say, sure. Suddenly, Seymour, standing beside me. Okay, that's what I do because we make fun of the fact that she goes so low in like such a quick range. Yes. Awesome, Matt. That was beautiful. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'll, I'll have to do that at one of my drag shows. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think it will be. I think you will get a standing ovation. <laughs> my gosh. No, Raven, are you a singer? Um, I would like to be, but I don't have the talent to be. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, girl. I hear you. <laughs> Same here. The, the word that she meant to say was she does not have the training to do it. She's yeah. got the talent. <laughs> She's got talent. She just does not have the proper training yet. We'll get her there. 
Ah, well, well, if we're using that um, uh, language, then I don't have the training yet either. I did. Well, you know what? I had um, taken voice lessons back in the early 2000s. I want to say about 2005, maybe 2004, 2005. But I have not had any um, anything remotely to do, do with voice lessons since then. Whenever somebody tells me that they can't sing or that they're not talented enough to sing, my reply is always this. The Lord said, make a joyful noise. He never said it had to be in tune. <laughs> Man, you're a riot. <laughs> and you're, you're right. <laughs> so I, I say, you know, if singing makes you feel good and you sound like a wounded walrus, well, then just make it louder. <laughs> you know, somebody will enjoy your Walbert sound. That's true. That's very true. Some, somebody somewhere will enjoy it. That's very true. Okay. <laughs> well, I have one last question. It's a bad question. It's a very bad question, actually. I probably shouldn't even ask you guys this, but I'm gonna. Okay. Raven, I'll ask you first. Whose death was more satisfying? Oren, Scarbello, DDS, or Mr. Musnick? I'm going to go with Oren because yeah, I agree with that. And Matt, how about you? Well, I I don't find the dentist's death as satisfying because it's uh it, it's funny to me because the death is by his own hand. He does yeah. it of his own accord and of his own devices. And so for me, it's kind of like, well, that's what you get for being that kind of guy. Um, but Mushnik, I mean, they they killed him, and 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 it really yeah. is one of those moments where it's like, yes, finally, this man gets what is out of here. Yes, I agree so with that. For me, it's Mushnik. It's Mushnik got some indication there. I feel like that's a, that's a very satisfying death. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the way they they did it, like, you know, uh, like, Rick is, um, like, he's, like, walking towards him, and then Mr. Music is walking back, and then all of a sudden, he sees the tree, and then the tree opens up his trap, and he's just out of there. <laughs> I love the way that they did it. They, um, they have to do it a little bit different, and he um, convinces him that the money he looks for is hidden in the plant. So he crawls into the plant. Oh, the plant yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cause, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, now, I haven't seen the original, which is crazy to me because I actually own the original. Um, is in uh is in one of uh um uh my fian 
my fiance bought me a classic black and white. Uh, oh, I, I own it too. Yeah. And, and uh, he bought that for me and it's in that. And I haven't watched it in quite a long time. But I think that ending is the original ending, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, and, and there's more deaths in the original movie too. There's like a burglar, yeah, uh, and uh, and Seymour's got a mother in this one in the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we'll have to watch it. Uh, oh yeah. Are, you, are you gonna tell? I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to blurt out your fun fact if you got it. Are you gonna talk about the actor that's in it, Latrice? Oh no, no sir. Oh, you, do you not know? No. Okay, so you know in the in the movie, in the eighties movie, uh Bill Murray has a small part in it, right? Yes. He's the he's the guy at the dentist office that like gets off on getting his teeth pulled. Yes. Oh my god. In the original movie, that character is played by Jack Nicholson. Yes, yes it is. And I I have no no idea why I didn't put that down as a fun fact, but I didn't. But yes. Jack Nicholson did play that character. Yeah. And it is insane because he looks about 19. Yes. He looks so young. He yeah. was very young. It's insane. But it's so cool. <clears throat> and, uh, I didn't put this on my fun fact either, but I believe Tom Hanks makes a cameo too. Right? As the, the, uh, as the, the 80s one? Yeah. I think he was the guy. Remember when uh, uh, um, Oren is singing, Cause I'm a dentist and the success. And the guy plops down in the chair. I think that was Tom Hanks. Yes. And I do know that he has passed away. As a matter of fact, I was going to talk about that at the end of the podcast. But, uh, oh, no, no, no. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, John Candy has passed away. Um, um, actually, the guy who plays Mr. Mushnick, he passed away. And, of course, Levi Stubbs have passed on, too. Uh, so. But, uh, well, since I got that out the way, I'll go ahead and read the fun facts that I have. I only have three. I usually try to have five. But life gets in the way, and I get so busy, so I only got three this time. But yeah. um, but the first one is um, Frank Oz, the voice of Miss Piggy, directed the film and brought along members of the Jim Henson Company to create the Audrey II's plant effects. Yeah, when we did it, when we did it to college, we rented the puppets from the Jim Henson Workshop. Really? Yeah. That is so sweet that they actually did that. Oh, I'm sure it was. Oh, I, oh, I know it probably was. Oh my gosh! But for them to just let it go like that, because I don't think I could. I mean, <laughs> I, well, I don't think it's the ones. I think they're one specifically designed for the state that they that they rent out for companies who do that show. Oh, okay. Yeah, now that makes sense. Yeah, I had a conversation about that. Oh. Yes, 
the second fun fact that I have is there are the lyricist Howard Ashman and composer Alan Menken wrote the songs and music for uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And the duo would also work together creating memorable songs for The Little Mermaid. They are they are a dynamic duo. Yes, yeah, and, and I do love the songs for uh, the Little Mermaid too. My favorite song, of course, is uh, a part of that world. Yeah, I think "Kiss the Girl" is the best song in the whole in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, Although, you know, I'm partial to poor unfortunate souls. Uh that's just that's sweet. Oh, I love a good villain song. <laughs> I love a good villain. And the last fun fact that I have is Jim Henson's daughter, Heather, appeared in the movie. She was the abused dental patient with saw-like braces in the office. Oh, the one with the headgear. Yep, the little girl. Yep, that was her. And also his son, his son also, uh, Jim Henson's son, actually was uh, a part of the crew that uh, um, uh, that handled Audrey, too. I did know that. I did know that. Um, but I didn't know that his daughter was in the film. That's hilarious. That's awesome. It's kind of like keeping it all in the family. <laughs> right. Well, that's what you do. Um, yes. Now, I'll add a little fun fact for the audience that we talked about a few minutes before we started recording. Um, Ellen Green, who played Audrey uh, in the film, also uh, originated the role on Broadway. Yes. Yeah, I did know that. I didn't put it on my fun facts, but I did know that. I, I read about it. And, and I just think that Ellen Green is so talented. Oh, I think she is so talented. And, and I would love to meet her at Texas Farmer Weekend. Mr. Lloyd Cryer, if you are listening. <laughs> yeah, get her, get her, Mr. Lloyd. Yes, please. It's, I, I would I, love to take a picture with her. You got to handle it to Lloyd, though. He does such a great job. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Very much so. And, and I applaud him. I, I really do because he, I mean, to keep this up for 15 years, oh, yeah. I would get tired <laughs> if I was saying, if I was saying I would get tired, but well, he I hasn't mean, yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But when you love what you do, when you love yeah. what you do, it, it is not a job. Just like this podcast, to me, it is not a job because I love what I do. I love what I do. And, um, I do too, but also a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my, uh, you know, my motto is love what you do, um, and get paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love what you do and get paid for it. We laugh 
Um, a long time ago, because his wife died during quit to take care of his children. Yes. Yeah. And coming back in now. We lost you. Yeah, we couldn't hear. We couldn't hear you, Raven. Uh, well, he quit acting, and but their members now going to start acting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? He's been in some movies here and there after his retirement. Uh, he was in Ray. I'm not sure if you've seen, um, you know, the movie that was based on Ray Charles' life, but he was in that. I did not know that. Yes. Um, he was in, uh, there was another movie that he was in. He made maybe like two scenes of it. I, I, I forget what it is now. Oh, man, but I, I know that I saw him in this particular movie. Uh, it's not coming to me, but yeah, he, he's done um, bits here and there, but I but I have not heard that rumor that he's coming back, Raven, but I would not doubt it. Yeah. Because his well, children are grown now. Exactly. Oh yes, because he was a great actor. You know, I love. Who doesn't love Honey I Shrunk the Kids? <laughs> yes, but yes. I love him and everything I've ever seen him. He's great. You just want to squeeze it. So. Him so much. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to pinch his cheeks. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not holding my breath, but I would be really, really down if he had a cameo in the new Ghostbusters. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, well, I, I heard that um, a lot of them are making cameos. That's what I hear. Fingers crossed, they'll be a little bit better than the cameos in the remake. Yes. Um, I, I didn't hate the remake, but... I, I didn't either. I, 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 not as much as a, a lot of other people did. Uh, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people hated the remake. I actually liked it, you know. But then well, I, I was... The, way, the same way I feel about the uh, cemetery remake, there was, no, there was no reason for it. They basically went beat by beat of the, yeah. of the first two movies combined, mm -hmm. and they just all they did to change it was gender flip it, really. Well, so right. There wasn't a whole lot of... No reason. Yeah, there wasn't a reason for making it if they were just going to basically rehash the same movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Just, um, you know, they told it word for word, and like you said, Matt, all they did was flip it. Yeah, basically. And it just, there's not a point for that. If you got an original story for me, then bring me a remake. Like, if you, you know, like, I'll say this. At least, you know, we didn't need a new child's play movie, but at least they tried to take it in a different direction. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Even though I, I, I got to admit, I, I did miss Charles Lee Ray, but that's only yeah. because we grew up with Charles Lee Ray. You know, we grew exactly. up with, you know, with Chucky. So, exactly. yeah. You know, and so it's, it's weird to watch a child play where he's not a foul mouthed old man in a doll body. Yeah. Yes. I love much, but like, oh, Brad Dorf. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, I said, but Mark Hamill did a job. Oh, oh no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Mark Hamill that did, yes. Good. Yes. That movie was good. That movie was really good. I just think it should have been named something other than Child's Play. Honestly. Yeah, I did too. I thought, I, I, I thought I was the only person who thought that. No, I, I don't think it should have had Child's Play. I think it should have been its own standalone movie. Because it was a movie about any AI toy gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have to grab onto the Child's Play franchise. But it does better probably because you fans upset about it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They they thought they were getting a cash grab by adding on to this franchise that already existed. When if you had just had enough faith in yourself to go out there and say, "Here's my AI movie," um, then that would have you know, worked you better. Done better at the box office. Yeah. Well, guys, so I am. We don't know what happened. Like we don't know if they. We don't know if they. Um. Sorry. Uh. If they. If, if that was. A, produ- a production decision or what? Yeah. It could have been a money issue. So You're right about right. that. You're I'm right. I'm on a whole other film now. So let's... let's <laughs> yes. I agree, Matt. I completely agree with you. Completely. Yeah. I mean, we, can, we can bemoan the way a movie is made all the time, but until you're in the, the works of it, you don't know what all goes behind the scenes to put a production together. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and all the work it entails. Because it does entail quite a bit of work. Especially a movie like Little Shop of Horrors. I mean, come on, you have the singing, you have the acting, you know, the voiceovers, yeah. the uh, the puppeteers alone. You know, oh my gosh, I can I could j- just imagine the hours of work, the hours of labor that they have to go through. And I'm not just talking about the actors. I'm talking about the puppeteers, the producers, the director, you know, because you want to get it right, you know, especially right. for a movie like I'm Little Shop of Force. A show on a stage, you have to stop and start and take things from different angles, and you know it's a very long and grueling process. And probably a lot of these people were there at like three, four, five a.m. You know, been there for twelve hours. You know, that's we don't. Nobody knows until they've done it how extensive a movie is, like filming a movie is. Exactly. Exactly. 
Well, guys, I am out of questions. I'm out of fun facts. And we, we kind of went over the deaths of the cast and the crew. And, um, well, some of the cast and crew, anyway. I know Jim Henson has passed on as well. So and he was the puppeteer, uh, one of the puppeteers for uh, Audrey 2. Or his son was, anyway. And, uh, but, um, <clears throat> oh, and John Candy has passed away. I think we mentioned him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm all out of everything. So uh, my podcast, it has come to an end. Oh. Yes, it has come to an end. But, um, and this season has come to an end. Oh my gosh, my season three is over. This is the season finale. Oh my gosh. But I will be back with more movies. So what's your big twist? You're right. What is my big twist? Hmm. Well, my big twist is She's actually a man. <laughs> you gave away my secret, Matt. No. <laughs> well, now you just have to now you have to <laughs> no, but actually, um, it, uh, um, sometime next month, um, you guys will um, start to see probably a tip jar um, on my, um, uh, when you go to check out my podcast, you'll probably see a little tip jar um, sometime next month because I am going to... Um, upgrade my subscription and start to get money from people who yes who want to um who want to you know pay to listen to my podcast and 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 actually it's not a subscription or anything like that it is um basically just you donating money yeah yeah you do a lot of work you deserve it Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And so, well, that's the little twist that I have. <laughs> but uh, other than that, other than that, that's all I have. Well, I had a blast. Thank you for having me back. Yes, sir. I've ha- I always have a blast with you, Matt. And Raven, if you ever want to um, be on my podcast, uh, just go to my group page and, you know, I have a group of, uh, I have a group of movies on my group page. And if you want to be involved in any one of the movies, movies, just let me know. And to all my listeners out there, I do have a group page. It's on Facebook. It's called uh, Horror Movie Warriors. Same as the podcast. So everybody. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at June underscore Cleavage. And for all of you um, horror fans, I have a special makeup art page on Facebook. It's Raven Alexis SFX. I'm a horror and she's a damn good one. Oh my God, guys. Now, did you say it's on Facebook or Twitter, uh, Raven? Facebook. Facebook, okay, because I'm going to look you up, girl. I love special effects. Kind of, but special effects. 
I love all that stuff. You, you know, uh, I, I get a lot of slack for that because, you know, I'm a Christian and stuff. But <laughs> I just love all that stuff. I, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> Show me where it says in the Bible that you can't light a little harp. Right. So, what, I mean, the Bible is filled with violence and gore. Yes, it is. That's what I tell everybody, especially First and Second Kings. Are you kidding me? Exactly. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> First and second kings are are full of witchery and stuff like that. Get the heck out of here. My goodness gracious. And, and like I always tell people, the, uh, uh, scary movies are no scarier than the news. Exactly. <laughs> and they help you relieve stress. They help you breathe. Like, they they, they do. My goodness. I enjoy watching a horror movie as much as I enjoy putting on a rom-com that makes me cry. Like, it's cathartic for me. It makes me feel good. I enjoy it. And if you're, you know, living your life and keeping yourself from things that make you feel good, you're not living your life. No, you're not. No, you're not. I mean, and I, and you know, um, as a Christian, I know that, you know, uh, there are certain things that we have to stay away from, you know, uh, I, I I know and I understand that, but we have to, but there's some things you can't stay away from, and evil is in this world. I mean, look, Little Shop of Horrors is all about a plant that this, that deceives this one guy, and his whole agenda is to take over this world. But it's really about the greed of mankind. That too. <laughs> that too. There's evil in all of us. There's Exactly. You're not. You're not. Doing exactly. They're committing those crimes. You're uh-huh. not using those movies for blueprints. Not at all. And if you are, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> if you are, there's definitely out. something wrong with you. <laughs> so, but uh, but guys, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I can't thank you enough. Um, again. Go to my um, group page, you guys, uh, Horror Movie Warriors. We have such a good time. And you guys may or may not be a guest on my podcast. Who knows? Well, guys, until um, February. February, it's either the 6th or the 7th I'm coming back. I I always forget which. I think it's February the 7th, though. Uh, I think that's that Friday, February the 7th. I will be talking about Candyman too, guys, and I will talk, be talking about it with my family. My fiance is going to be be here, my uh, and both of my brothers are going to be here, and probably both of my sister in laws too. I, I have I I have not heard if they're going to be in on it yet, but but it's going to be a family affair. So you guys will want to stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. And and like I said, you guys um, look for the little tip jar next month, sometime next month. Uh, you guys will be able to um, donate money when, when you guys log on and listen to my um, podcast. So 
uh, I, I want to thank you guys in advance. If you guys do leave money, thank you. If you don't leave money, thank you. Because I, I just have a grateful heart for anybody who listens to my podcast and a grateful heart for all of my guests. I love you guys so much. Yes. And until next time, this has been Latrice Carter, Matt Latz, and Raven Alexis. We will see you guys later. Bye. Bye.